0: Jennifer Palmer, I'm the host of Online for Authors. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Online for Authors has come under the management of Visibility Pod. Visibility Pod manages the podcast as well as all of the guest and host booking and communication to get the episodes scheduled, up and running, and posted onto various platforms. As well as creating all of our wonderful content. I'm currently a visibility strategist with Visibility Pod and offer coaching. Some coaching is offered via live visibility strategy sessions. Take those in and see if working with Visibility Pod, me as a strategist, is a fit for you. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. Welcome, Wendy, to the Online for Authors podcast managed by Visibility Pod. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. It's been so long. We've been waiting to do this. <laughs> yeah. And we originally first started talking in April.
1: That's right. Oh, my, my goodness.
0: May, June. April, May, June. I think it was beginning. So it's a good 60 days, right?
1: That's right. And I remember, uh, thank goodness we were able to have it sooner than uh, sooner rather
0: than next year, you know, because <laughs> I know you've, your calendar is so booked it's and so that's that's my biggest problem and and, <laughs> it's my, and this is why we have management now so <laughs> it's it's a good problem to have but at the same time it is it it causes dilemmas <laughs> as you know right I mean that's you're, right let's just be honest your calendar is probably as full if not fuller <sighs> than mine so oh oh yes it's just insane <laughs> want to introduce you so people know a little bit more about you before we get into our wonderful conversation there's so many great things we're going to talk about uh you're a freelance illustrator and a product designer living in ohio Mm -hmm. that's right yeah how and and you enjoy ohio or is this kind of i've always been here this is where i'm (laughs) staying or did you choose to move there it's more
1: of those like, well, this is, I'm here, I'm staying. It's not where I planned to be. I actually was born in Canada. Oh, I know.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: That's <really> nice. <laughs> crazy. <I>
0: was, <laughs> so, why did you leave Canada?
1: I know. Well, it wasn't my choice. It was my family's oh. choice. I was 12 at the time, and oh. my mom got a job offer down in the States. So my dad, my dad always wanted to live in the States. He was a Canadian born, and my mom was American born. So uh they just made the switch it was like okay let's let's go down for this job opportunity and move the whole family down and as kids were like well okay <laughs> <I guess laughs> this is what we're you. doing yeah Hopefully you can just see <laughs> so yeah it was pretty uh pretty fun uh experience pretty interesting you know life changing experience of course and then now I'm up in Ohio uh which is um a little closer to Canada, at least, than where we moved, because we moved down to North Carolina when I was 12. A big culture shock, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, from the far north to the far south. was kind yeah. of funny, yeah. but yeah, so yeah, and I've gotten used to, uh, to, uh, I c- lived around the Cleveland area, so that was um, not my choice as well, but it's, it's, it's grown on me. And now I'm living in this little town called Amherst, which is uh, not even a suburb of Cleveland. It's just a small town up in northern Ohio. Really nice. Uh, I, I, I like it here. I, I, I finally feel like, um, like it's my home. <laughs> well, home away from home. It is definitely a small town. It's, it's getting bigger, but it definitely still qualifies as a small town uh we we but it's not so small that we don't have um you know a chick-fil-a we just got our first chick-fil-a <laughs> <laughs> and uh we've got the dunkin donuts and we've got you know several um uh we've you know even got um uh, you know dentist offices and uh, one of the uh, Cleveland clinic offices is here too so it's it's a it's a booming small town i guess you'd say
0: (laughs) well you know you've made it when you have one of the uh, franchise chains or all of the franchise chains at least putting um uh, really taking up real estate where you live you know that's a good it's a good sign yeah that we're
1: growing a little bit don't want it to get too big though because want to stay a small town you know but but we're doing it's this town is doing really well i have to say
0: yeah, and big enough that if, like, see, if a franchise is going to make an investment in real estate, mm-hmm. you have they have to have enough revenue coming in to make it worthwhile, right? So it has to—it yeah. goes to the economy of the town. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so, I've, yeah, I've I've really, um, yeah, this town, I've I've really, it's grown on me so much. This town, that uh, I ended up actually basing, uh, my book my recent book series on it actually or that's it's like my location for my book series is the small town that I live in now.
0: So, so now uh, this is the some somewhere in between book series.
1: That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yep, the paranormal series. It's uh, so fun.
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't read the book blurb before I read the book.
1: Mm-hmm. So I had no
0: idea that I was going what I was going to read, right? <sighs> And and I was pleasantly surprised, but I got to tell my emotions kicked in right from sentence one, and wow. it was like, oh gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. <laughs> you know, oh, this. yes, yes. And, but I like the way that you wrote it for sure. I mean, it's Thank a you. very engaging story. Um, you know, you've there's some different. Um, you've got some different keywords around it, like um, ghost fiction and occult horror and uh, cult fiction and children's young adult paranormal. What, what genre would you actually think it fits best in? I, uh,
1: well, one way that I, if anyone knows Frank Peretti's books, I, I I hate, I hate to say it. I haven't read his books yet, but his, uh, his series uh, that he has written called, um, I think his first book was um, this present darkness. I think it's called. And uh, I've heard people say that it's a, it can, it's kind of comparable to that subject matter that he wrote about, but it's also, but I say it's a cross between this present darkness and stranger things, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) the stranger things series on Netflix Uh, because you know, it's, it's much more of a, you know since the characters are all teenagers or you know, all young teenagers it's got this lighthearted kind of vibe a little bit with this you know childish banter that's going on between the characters even though it deals with some heavier paranormal subjects so i i would think it's kind of like a para- <sighs> upper i'm i'm deciding it it's more of an upper grade upper middle grade <laughs> novel series rather than a YA young adult series because of the age of the characters but it's comparable to Stranger Things because adults like to watch the show Stranger Things not you know it's more I think it's a little more geared towards adults but you know kids can enjoy them too but I don't have the um, I don't have any profanity in my books so (laughs) right it's, it's a little more a little safer for younger uh, younger kids to read my books so yeah
0: when yeah. you liken it to music it's that they're clean versions of mm-hmm. fiction and it is fiction but it does it has a, a spiritual element yeah. and, and you're talking about a subject matter that is is a hard subject matter for most of us to discuss and i like That very much because I think, and I've had conversations with other authors too about the need to have more conversation around these subjects because Mm -hmm. uh, it happens to everyone, no matter what. It's going to happen to everyone, and it happens in everyone's life, one way or the other, whether it actually happens to us or to someone else that we love. So the conversations, and I like the spin that you put on this because it it made it lighter and it made it, uh, you know, very much more uh, enduring and more of a journey and more of a not a, a tragic event in, mm-hmm. in, in uh, the sense of how it's evolving. And I don't know how the series is going to continue to go with this, but you definitely left the book off to me. Uh, as an indication that there is another book. Yeah. It's distinctly left as there is another book. And so, uh, you know, there's lots of um, series authors that end that book specifically, and there's no uh, nothing hanging. But, you know, there are a few threads there that are dangling around. Now, <laughs> did you do that strategically?
1: Yes, definitely. But I, I, I wanted it to kind of be... Half and half, where you. Of course, there is a conclusion to the story, but I also wanted to give that hint that there's more to come. You know, so that people can anticipate that there is something more to um, more. Com- there's some- there's more coming. You know, this is not the end of the journey
0: <laughs> for these characters. So well, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a look at this. It seems like now. Did you publish back in uh, 2018?
1: I think it was, uh, either 2018 or 20. Yeah, it was 2018 I think is when I put the first book out okay. and then the second book. Um, let's see. The second book was either 2019 or 2020. Um, okay. it took a while for me to get that second book out because, uh, the first book just hit me like lightning. I, I it was one of those wonderful moments where, uh, There were these, all these ideas that were floating around in my head and it took years and years and years for them to finally congeal and form into something that I was like, wow, this is it. I know exactly what's going to, I know, I know my characters, I know where they're going I'm ready finally to write this book <laughs> and it was just like that wonderful lightning inspiration moment the second book of I don't think the second book is ever like that <laughs> to us for a series so yeah that one I struggled with uh a, a, a lot more you know or there was actually struggle going on for me writing that book where there really wasn't much for the first book um but uh it did uh help me to um you know, have that experience of, of, of of struggling with a novel. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely a different process. Um, But I really enjoyed it too. And uh, it was really fun to explore my characters in more depth and uh, explore, okay, where, where are these characters going? And what more do I want to do with them? And now, now working on book
0: three currently. So that's a whole new struggle in in itself. (laughs) And we think we can anticipate to have book three out next year. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I will commit. (laughs) So book two, October 5th, 2020, I found that it was published and it's fighting the darkness, which is the second in the somewhere in between series. So book three, do you know the title already? Book three? I don't. Okay. I don't, but it's kind of funny. I actually,
1: in order to, um, inspire me and, uh, motivate me to write the book, uh, and to, to keep, to keep my you know inspiration going for it. I actually already had the cover illustrated. Nice. <laughs> I know that's kind of crazy to do it that way, but I, I have my illustrator who, um, I love so much. Uh, I illustrate myself, but I actually paid someone else to illustrate the covers of these particular books because I really wanted it to have this like stranger things kind of like, uh, feel to it and also look like, um, like more like a young adult slash middle grade, um, uh, novel. I really wanted to have a, a specific look to it and, um, so excited! Because- a lot
0: to be said to having um, books in a series illustrated all at once, so, so that the theme is cohesive, and yeah. that when you pick up the one book and you go to look for the second one, you can tell right away by the imagery that it's the same series, same author. Exactly. Because Which- I actually I, I illustrated the
1: first book cover myself, um, and then. Uh, so when I loved so much the look that she did for the second book, I was like, I'm going to have to pay you <laughs> to no. also illustrate, to re-illustrate the first book, you know, do that over because I wanted to have that cohesive look um, so that, you know, they look more like they are in a series. I think that was, that was
0: very, very important to me. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. So a little more on this somewhere in between is an adventure in the afterlife written by Mm -hmm. Wendy Fadan. And I'm going to read the blurb. It says, you're not dead, Max. Your body is dead. Max's guardian angel tells him as he is embraced in warm light. After a deadly car accident, 14 year old Max Spencer finds himself in a confusing afterlife waiting for his kid sister who is in critical condition. While in this state of surprising existence, he learns some interesting realities of heaven and hell. But mostly he learns about a dimension called the in-between, where he finds himself trapped with countless other dead people. (laughs) I'm going to leave it right there. I mean, there's more. No- <laughs> I mean, ultimately, go in uh, to Amazon where you have the book listed and and read the blurb and get a book. Get the book. We currently have it available in Kindle and paperback. So I encourage people to pick that up. I really enjoyed the read and it's a quick read. I like that it's um, a quick read in the sense that it's not like, it's about half the size of a a normal fiction novel that I would read because it's geared to the attention span of the genre. So thank you very much for considering. I hope that that was considered in the, in the word count and what have you. Yes, that's true. Actually. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. This wasn't where you started. I mean, your background is, you know, 10 years with American greetings. That's right. Till 2008.
1: Yeah, 2008 was when, uh, yeah, the bottom fell out of our department. (laughs) We knew that the end was coming in our little ornament. Like I was designing Christmas ornaments. And so we were the, or we were the ornament department and we only had like four or five people in our group. And yeah, so it was, we, for a nice little time, we had it pretty, we had it pretty good, you know? (laughs) And, uh, before we knew it, you know, marketing was trying to tell us, you know, what to do a lot more. And we, realized that we were training the Shanghai office to do our jobs for us. So we were like, okay, the end is coming. We know for us, we just don't know when. So 2008 was when the end came for me and, and one of the other team members. So, um, and it wasn't too long after that before the department was pretty much fizzled out and there was only one person left. So, um, I was, it it was kind of funny because at the time I was, um, uh, by the uh, on two, in 2008, I actually had um, a, a toddler and an infant. <laughs> so, so a year beforehand, I knew the end was coming, but I was like extremely pregnant. So here I was trying to go on these interviews with this big, huge, you know, baby in my stomach. Uh, so it wasn't the right time. It Was like, okay, well, so in 2008, I was like, okay, uh, time for a new time of life. And basically I became a freelancer at that point. And it's not, it's not something I ever planned. I never wanted to be a freelancer. Um, and, but that's where my life, uh, was basically ended up and I've been a freelancer ever since I, I did have a job, uh, at a gaming company, which was absolutely delightful at this little, small company, Uh, doing artwork for them. Um, That was so fun. But it was once again, it was a small company, they just didn't, they couldn't uh, keep our too many artists on for very long. So uh, that only lasted a few years for me. So around that time, I've been freelance, and it's been actually really great. I'm I love I love the life now. And I'm I'm accepting it. (laughs) I've accepted that I'm a freelancer. And that's I mean, I don't have to wor- worry about sick days, you know, asking for sick days. If you know, I don't have to worry about if my kids need something in the middle of the day. I'm there for them. I appreciate that very, very much. I, I appreciate the flexibility that it allows me as a parent.
0: Very yeah. Young. Raw, raw, mm-hmm. raw to that because so many people don't understand just exactly how much that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I two of them the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, last week was kind of just like a a week of no reschedule. No reschedule. It's like, okay, okay. yeah, We'll we'll juggle this. I don't know how, but we'll get it figured out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we can. And I don't have to ask anybody. All I have to do is send an email and say, I'm sorry. I have a scheduling conflict. We'll have to reschedule. Right.
1: I love that. I love, I love being able to be more flexible in my life. And, um, I just appreciate that so much. It's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly what I need at this time in my life. And I, and you know what, I think this is, this is it for me. I'm really, I'm not interested anymore in finding a full-time job. Um, I've, I've tried, (laughs) I've gone that way. I've, I've tried, you know, I keep, I keep thinking, okay, I'm going to keep my lure out there. (laughs) I'm going to keep fishing. I'm going to keep trying. But I finally hit the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm happy where I am. I'm doing really well. I have this one client, which is golden. No, it's normally as a freelancer, you're juggling four or five different clients at a time. Yeah. Uh, I have this one client that keeps me busy, uh, all the time. And uh, sometimes busier than I want to be. (laughs) And so, so yeah, I'm like, you know, I, I'm as busy as I want to be. And that's, I'm happy about that. And and I still am able to fit my personal projects, my books, you know, uh, that's, that's my biggest struggle is just, you know, making sure that I, I'm not working so much on my freelance that I uh, that I don't schedule in my writing time. Right. Uh, I need to do a better job at that lately because um, this is a this area, this time period the, the summer period is supposed to be a little bit lighter for me with my freelance, but they've been a little busier lately. So <laughs> I've had to like, I've had to realize, okay, I have to go back into scheduling again <laughs> and make sure that uh, I actually schedule time for my writing, which I have not been doing, um, because I didn't anticipate being so busy this time of year. <laughs> so, yeah, I once again, flexibility is like you have to, you're constantly working out your schedule and um, figuring
0: things out. Constantly in a calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and This is why visibility pod exists so that, you know, there's reprieve somewhere that's all organized in one place. That's you know? great. <laughs> <Everything>. Yeah. <laughs> but do you have a passion for writing and illustrating that actually um, budded um, when you started writing and sharing stories in grade two. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: I remember my teacher w- started the whole passion it, when uh, she gave us these books where half of half of the page, the top half of the page was blank. The bottom half of the page was lines. And these were oh. the journals. Yeah. They, they, so this is in Canada. So this, these were the journals that they passed out in I our class. You. Oh
0: my gosh! Somewhere, that's awesome.
1: That's awesome. I think I do too somewhere. (laughs) But yeah, so
0: not look like a dog at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So so I grew up with. uh, I I always liked to draw, and um, I think thanks to those books, I realized that I really loved to write as well. And because of those books, where they were half half empty, half lined, I. Just thought, well, I guess I need to, I, I need to fill up this whole page. So I guess I'm going to draw something to go with what I'm writing, uh, and that's, I think, how the whole thing started for me. Uh, and I realized I really love illustrating and writing. Yeah, uh, I was always, you know, I always loved art, and I always loved writing. It was kind of funny with <laughs> those sometimes those books, since uh, I would just ignore the half blank area and i would just write over that blank area if i was like you know realizing i don't i can't think of what to draw to go with this so i'll just write the whole page (laughs) i'll just create my own lines so um so yeah and it was really a wonderful experience when our teacher even allowed us to uh or invited us to read our stories in front of the class i think that was a new little spark of um inspiration I think that hit me just realizing how much I loved to share what I had written with other people and uh, to see their reactions and hear their reactions and get their uh, hear the supports that they would give me it really filled me up and that was just wonderful
0: yeah beautiful so now in 2021 then you launched your own publishing and book shepherding you call it business called mm-hmm. create a way design and publishing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way to marry your passions. Yeah. Exactly. So
1: I I now I'm I'm not just I made the leap because for the longest time I was only illustrating my own work. Mm-hmm. I start I tried doing it a little bit. I tried illustrating other people's books for a little while, but I I think I was just, I wasn't selective maybe enough of realizing that I didn't have to do it with everybody, you know, um, realizing maybe that I, maybe I wasn't the right illustrator for someone and trying to make it work. Um, so I had a couple bad situations that didn't work out and I decided like okay, I'm not I'm not illustrating anyone else's books anymore I'm just going to do my own so last year was my it was the, the first year that I stopped doing that I was like okay I, I'm going to um going to give this a try again because a friend of mine um that I only know online really she bought one of my books and she loved the illustrations. Aww. So she said, I have this book idea, this book that I've written. I I really need someone to illustrate it. And I love your illustrations. <laughs> so I thought, well, this book that she picked out, that she loved the illustrations um, of, I I actually enjoyed illustrating that book. It was something I did just for myself. And it went very, very quickly as well. So I th- said, I think... I think I can give this a try, and she and I are friends already, and um she seems very open to letting me uh, have some creative freedom with this project, which is extremely important as well, oh, yeah, yeah, so I was like, if this is worth a try, and it worked out very, very well. We ended up collaborating so well together um, she gave me just the amount of freedom that I needed um uh, I was. Since I'm a professional, I was, you know, I, I'm able to, you know, I don't take things personally if someone wants to change something. So um, she was so sweet. She would always apologize if she wanted me to change something like, no problem. I'm a professional. I'm used to doing that stuff.
0: So (laughs) not mine, it's yours. Exactly. not exactly, can separate themselves from what they create, though. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a hard thing to do as an artist. Um, yeah. But yeah, as a as a commercial artist, you have to learn how to do it. So, luckily, you know, I'm I'm someone who's been doing it long enough. I'm am I'm, I'm used to doing that, and I was able to put my put my heart into it. Uh, but also realize this is our project, not mine and uh, it, it worked out very well and now i've i've uh that book won uh won an award in arizona so i was so happy about that and through that connection of working with her um i started working with a couple other people as well so um it's now i my plate is like so full of of authors that i'm working with um i kind of wish i had clones of myself so i could So I could do more because I love, I'm, I'm really enjoying this now. I'm really enjoying the process of of working with other authors and illustrating their books and designing them and doing the whole shebang for them. It's just wonderful.
0: See, now that's the whole benefit of this indie author space for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're a very huge supporter of the indie publishing and you've self published eight books so far. Eight. Is it eight or not? I believe so. Of my own. Yeah. And when I
1: when I include uh, other people's, it's goes beyond 10. I know that I'm losing count now.
0: (laughs) You're helping other authors publish as well. As Yeah,
1: so um, I do the whole thing for them, actually, because the people I'm working with, some of the people, there are a couple of the people I've worked with who, uh, who have the ability, the knowledge with technology to, um, to take what I'm telling them and just go with it and they do it themselves. But then there are people that I've worked with who really don't have the technical uh, understanding of how to upload things and uh, they get a little too flustered with the whole process of uh, going on online and uploading their files and filling out all this information and stuff. Yeah. And I'll, I'll share my screen with them and do it with them so that, you know, that's where the book shepherding kind of comes in too.
0: Yeah. And I know I've done that, that for authors as well. And uh, mm-hmm. you're right. It's uh, go back to writing. Let me take care of this for you. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, yeah. I got this. it's all right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't like people being, uh, I, I, that that's, that's why I called my business create a way design yeah. and publishing, because I, I'm, I really don't want anything to become an obstacle for people you know, because any, so many little things can become obstacles. If you, if you're not sure how to do this one tiny little thing that really isn't it, overall, just really isn't a big deal, but it becomes a big deal when you focus on it and think, I don't know what's nice, you know, how do I get this ISBN number or, you know, what do I do with this? And and it becomes this huge obstacle in your way of moving forward. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's worse than writer's block.
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness.
0: (laughs) Right. Because Then it's a hang up and it's something else that I need to concern myself with. And now it's delaying. Why did I work so hard to get to this point? And then all of a sudden I've got this wall, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's
1: easy for us to just say,
0: you know what? How about
1: I just do this little part for you, okay? (laughs) Because, or I'll show you, you know, how about you know we share a screen that way you can see me do it, and maybe it won't be such a confusing thing the next time,
0: right? I'd like to talk about the the difference between your fiction novels and your picture books because, Mm -hmm. from a self-publishing indie uh, point of view. Uh, the publishing the publishing of these is different yeah yeah and do, do you, have you done the ebook format on the picture books
1: i actually have and i um i don't have the information in front of me i can't remember uh what it's called but there actually is an easy way to do it okay. um and there is actually is this program that you can use uh that that does help you um that you just basically upload your file and it converts it to an ebook, which is really really wonderful. Novels can take months and months to, you know, to finish up because there's quite a lot of writing involved. I used to not have a professional uh, editor look at my work, but I have been, I have been in the recent books definitely, and I will continue to do so because it is extremely beneficial to have uh, a professional pair of eyes look
0: your work over. I
1: agree 100%. Yeah, yeah. With a picture book, since it's not as heavy as the novel is when it comes to how many how many words are involved in the book, instead of having a professional editor look at that, I, I tend to have different people, my uh, writing groups, I'll look at it, get opinions on, how is this working? Um, read it to other people, uh, read it to other authors, and ask their advice, you know, do, is my message coming across in this book? Uh, Do you have any suggestions for me? Those people tend to be my kind of my editors in that uh, for me personally, because it's not a lot of heavy writing involved. When it comes to the picture books, I don't have all that writing to do, (laughs) but then, you know, instead of spending months and months on uh, writing the book, uh, I can spend months and months on, you know. Creating the images for the book. Yeah. <laughs> and personally, for me, I don't like to spend a lot of time doing my artwork. I don't for one thing, I don't have a lot of time. Because I have this full-time freelance job, I don't want it to take an entire year for me to get my book out. So I end up choosing an art style that has worked really, really well for me, where it's kind of this cartoony style yeah. line work, and then I just add the, the color underneath that in layers in Photoshop, because it's the same style that I use for my client, basically yeah. technique, I should say. So it's familiar, it's quick. I know I can do it very quickly. I know uh, it's going to, to not uh, hold me up uh, in any way. Right. So uh, so it can take me sometimes only a few months to illustrate uh, a book, sometimes, in some cases, a month. <laughs> If I if I'm really inspired. (laughs) My own books anyway. You know, collaborating with other people, of course, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more involved because there's more back and forth. I have to make sure they're okay with my choices as far as, you know, my compositions and you know, what's going to be on each page, the layout and all that. I want to make sure the author is is okay with that. So working with another author, of course, that makes the process much longer. But when I'm just, you know, when I'm the boss. I can Mm -hmm. do everything myself and I can decide, okay, is this working? Is this not all by myself? I don't have to check with anyone else. So I like that.
0: Do you find it's different for the STEM books? One thing that
1: we did uh, at the end of our um, like three little pigs and the rocket project was actually a STEM kind of book. What we did was have double page spread at the very end of the book with an actual project detailed out that you could copy And give to students or give to your child and have them actually do the project, do this little, make this little rocket project. So Mm -hmm. it's fun. It's fun to actually have that um, added to the end of your, you know, to your book, these fun little projects that are connected to what you're writing about.
0: But that was a joint effort, that one, right? Because um, you you illustrated that one, but uh, the author was uh, Lynn Marie, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it looks like so much fun. Another genre that's so great, uh, you know, to be involved in, it, it not only does it educate, but it entertains, uh, you know, so I, I just think it's fascinating the different genres that you're getting yourself into and all the, the different veins that you are um, using both passions, the writing and the illustrating in.
1: Yeah, the next picture book that I'm going to put out that I plan to put out this year is more of a concept book, more, th- more so than a STEM book. It's called "What Why Can't a Rainbow Last Forever? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited about it. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. uh, yet another book that um, I was kind of inspired by a few years ago when I was going through the anniversary of my father's death. Oh. Um, and uh, just... At that time of year, I always tend to think about grief-themed things. And uh, I originally meant it to be kind of uh, themed loosely a- around grief. But uh, when I had people read it, it was interesting. People were saying that what it made them think about was about being present in the moment and enjoying the moment. Nice. Uh, in- instead of, um, yeah, just so it's like, you know what, I'll take that. I like that because that's kind of actually what it was really about for me when I was writing it. So yeah. Enjoy. um Because it's all about, you know, instead of wishing, why can't this last forever just absorbing what's happening now so that it can last forever <laughs> in that way. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it's a, it's a fantastic perspective shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Grief is so heavy, Uh, you know, and the way we we currently process loss, and the way we currently uh, manage our emotions around death and grief and loss and all of those things, that's the perfect shift for me. It feels like this the perfect shift into get into the present moment, enjoy more of everything that's going on in your life all the time. Mm -hmm. Even if this is happening in your space, uh, I I think that's what we're really meant to do versus what we do do. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to that coming out. Thank you. Can't wait to share about it more. (laughs) Right. what's coming up in your world. That's exciting. In a couple
1: weeks in Northern Ohio, I actually have a book expo for independent authors or authors who have been published by small presses. I'm inviting them as well. So because I I do feel like they're underrepresented in my community. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of there are more opportunities for traditionally published authors than there are for self-published authors in uh, in my community. So I really wanted there to be something for those independent authors up here in Northern Ohio. It's called North Coast Indie Author Book Expo. Ah, <laughs> it's kind of, kind of a mouthful, but yeah, I wanted it to, I wanted the name to represent exactly what it was. And it really is a way for independent authors to come and Sell their books and meet the public, meet their readers, and build new readership. Hopefully, so. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, and and great. Do you, what do you have in the way of um, the literary community outside of the specific indie authors? Well, luckily, it, the libraries are be, have been very supportive. Thank goodness
1: in the Lorraine in Lorraine County where we've been mostly promoting it uh up uh, up here in north northern ohio since it's our very first event and i say our even though i'm the one who's really you know launching this whole thing our because it's like yes it's for all of us independent authors in this community and a little bit beyond our community <laughs> independent bookstores have been supportive as well as far as allowing me to put our you know material up for promotion flyers postcards that kind of thing having them out so that people can pick them up and take them home so that you know just doing our very best to get the word out there uh, around this area. Specifically, it's going to be held at Lorraine County Community College at Spitzer Center at a mm-hmm. convention center there. I'm putting out information as much as I can about it because I want it to be successful for all those authors who are coming and setting up their tables and everything. It's going to be great. It's going to be really fun too because I've, uh, I'll, I'll, I've also decided to do something fun where the public can also vote on their favorite author Oh, nice! And so I've got these these little crystal trophies I'm going to be giving out.
0: I've got five five
1: trophies I'm going to be giving out for for authors who win this um, the People's Choice Award. Oh, <laughs> so, okay, yeah.
0: it's great to have that attached to your event.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's just
0: fun.
1: So I wanted to also get the word out in advance for writers so that they could come and register and be participating in this event as well. So yeah, now it's at the now it's at the point I'm like, okay, now I need the I really need to focus on the public and just make sure the public knows about it. Yeah, sixty plus authors uh, involved in as registered for this event, and I'm asking every single one of them to. Uh, to help promote it as well, I have a Facebook event page that I that I set up to share on online as well. And yeah, I'm basically i i, I sent uh, i sent a promotional image, basically the same image I use for the for the flyers. I sent those to i send that image to all of the authors who are involved, who are registered, and say, please post this, please share this as well as the event page on Facebook, on your social media. So we can just get as much, you know, notification out to the public about this as possible, because I do realize what's nice about, uh, about collaborating and involving lots of other people with this, with events yeah. is that it's not just my audience. I'm, <laughs> I'm sharing with is every single person who is participating in this event has their audience as well. they Email subscribers and so forth. Their family members, their friends, their community members, what what have you. The more people you involve with something, the more you can information you can get out about it. That's for sure.
0: The co marketing collaboration benefits of community. Right? That's right. That's so that, right. That's why we build community. I mean, we build community for the relationships. Honestly, yeah. no mm-hmm. no other reason. I mean, if we're not building them for that reason, we're kind of being a little inauthentic but Mm. and I I don't like that word but (laughs) there's better words Wendy what better words would we use for that oh yeah oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) but yeah but but yeah that's what community's for exactly exactly we support each other so how else could you use support what could anyone else coming across maybe this interview or me or anybody else in the <laughs> publishing space, indie That's space, right. what, what can they do to help?
1: If you're around the North, uh, Northern Ohio area, uh, please check
0: that out. Please check out uh, North Coast Indie Author Book Expo. So do you have an event page on LinkedIn as well?
1: I do not actually. I, I'm not used to using LinkedIn that way. Um, and with use, events
0: in that way. Oh my goodness.
1: Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm so, I'm like, I'm a Facebooker. So I, I, I do use LinkedIn for a lot of professional, uh, stuff, but I've never used, I actually didn't even know if they had event pages on LinkedIn.
0: Let me know if you need a hand. Um, oh my gosh. Definitely something. And in considering it's two weeks, generally, I like to get involved and help out about six weeks before an event. Yeah. But I didn't know. And that's okay. So, oh you- yeah. And, but definitely on Facebook, Online for Authors will like the page and link the page.
1: Thank to you.
0: our page. So if they're looking for events, then they can also find it via our page. So anybody else who has a page that's involved can do that too. Yeah. yeah. So if they need help knowing how to do that, we can create a little instructional video and send them off and help everybody leverage all their efforts. Yeah. And um uh, maybe that would help. Any but any way I can support would be nice.
1: Yeah, I'd appreciate that very much. Yeah, I guess I with the podcast interviews I've been doing, I don't know how far in advance they're going to be uh published. So I I haven't been making it a big, you know, I haven't been notifying all you know the people that I do podcast interviews with about that because sometimes it's like months in advance, that kind of thing. So
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you're I think you're on Podbean, right? Yes. Okay, I'm on Buzzsprout and I know we can do sound bites. And so mm-hmm. what happens with me is when I know that there's something that can be promoted, uh especially if it's a sponsorship, mm-hmm. uh we add it as a sound bite either before or after or during the episode somehow. That's cool. And I don't know, know. if Podbean has that option for you. Probably support it. Podbean would probably give you that answer. Okay. we're about
1: those about those kinds of things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Then you don't have to worry about whether or not you mention it in an episode or not. Mm. Right. And mm. it can just be a a popping. It's like a commercial. Right. Mm. That's good. That's great. Thanks for that tip. I appreciate yeah. that. If it helps. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just if it helps. Anything can. Yeah. And I'm I'm up for anything. Any ideas at this point? Because it's like, yeah, I just want this first one to be successful really want uh the authors to uh to enjoy it and feel like they've had a good experience and um yeah that's that's and i I want it to be a continued thing want it to be an annual event so um yeah yeah so So, yeah also if there are any authors listening to this podcast who are in the northern ohio area please contact me as well because like that that's um yeah, I'm looking, I'm always, I'm going to be looking for authors for next year as well. How, what's the best way for them to contact you? Email? Email is good. wfidan at earthlink.net. Mm-hmm. I do have an event uh, email as well, but it's a little more, it's a little longer and I don't have it memorized. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> email Andy at her personal email. she give you the long email address.
1: Maybe abbreviate it instead. Yeah. <sighs> I would just love to share anyone who is listening who loves writing and cuz I'm I'm sure there are writers and readers who are listening to this podcast. Just want to send that little note of inspiration out to them and say, yeah, keep on going cuz your words are so important. Uh anyone who is who is out there who might think that traditional publishing is the only way to go, it's not. You know, there are other ways to get your your words out there. You know, there's self, self-publishing self is great. It's easy. And if you're like, no, it's not easy. I have no idea how to do it. Contact me <laughs> at, at cawpublishing.com and uh, I can help you with that because uh, I like to even just give, hey, friendly advice on how to even just get started with it because I don't want people to have those obstacles in their way. There should be nothing in your way of getting your book out there. There's always a way you can create a way.
0: <laughs> you have a podcast too. Let's share the name of it. So people yes. can take that in. Thank you.
1: It's create a way with art abundance is the name of it. So yeah, that's actually, you can find that on my website as well.
0: So Wonderful. thank you. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing your story and for being a guest of online for authors.
1: Thank you. This has been a joy, Jennifer.
0: Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Wendy. Yeah. (laughs) Keep writing, keep drawing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Looking forward to your event coming out. Thank you so much. Bye (laughs) for now. (laughs) Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To get notifications of new releases, subscribe. You can also like, follow, download, and share. If you've enjoyed this, your friends will too.